Hello and welcome back to Audio Pong. What's welcome going on, indeed. Mark? Hey, what's going on, Zach? Not much, you know. Just uh, thinking about, you know, state of affairs, you know, today. The state of affairs in what, America or Illinois? Not my life, I guess. In your life. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot going on, you know. We got unemployment, you know, we got, you know, trying to live. And I know so to- many people on unemployment right now. And most of them are making bank. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, see, I mean, I, I've been fortunate enough that I've been on workman's comp. Is that so. more fortunate? I feel like it'd be well, more you, fortunate if you were all oh, you have your benefits. Yeah. So yeah. I still have health insurance cheap, right now. Cheap health, and, yeah. Yeah. And I got health care. I got, I don't have to sign up, you know, every month or whatever it is. You know, I don't have to. Oh, do you do like the Cobra thing? Well, right now it's just, you know, it's, uh, it's workman's comp, so it's all just taken. No, care I mean, but have you ever been on Cobra? Which no, is like I just found out about healthcare. that last night. My yeah. my neighbor was telling me about Cobra. It's it's I mean it's state it's state offered healthcare. I well, I know that's a proper way to say it, but basically it's a way to get health insurance um, that you pay for directly, obviously, and it's expensive, but it's less expensive than say if you'd went to. Blue Cross Blue Shield on your own, or, well, or he what have was you. saying, and it's non contractual. I mean, it's short contract. Cobra is that you can keep the insurance you have with your employer. You can do it. You can use it that way too, and, yeah. but you just pay the the rest of it, like the full price, instead of you know your company usually pays like yes. fifty percent or more or something like that. Yes. Well, actually, you can still you can. They used to. It's been a while since I've looked it up, but yeah, I I meant as if you had. You know, we're looking to start a new insurance oh. plan completely. But yes, you, um, your job can set it up, can help you set it up so that, especially if they have good HR, so that you can continue having, you know, the, the health insurance that you enjoy, let's say. That's cool. Yeah. And then there's also like Obamacare. So I got to do a lot of research into that. And there's a, it's a yeah. lot of little, it's see very litigious. The... I mean, is that, is that what you want to talk about today? You want to talk about, yeah, welfare. Let's welfare. talk about some welfare. Okay. Yeah, see what, what comes out of it? See what you agree with, what you disagree with, what kind of programs are good, and what maybe. Well, I've so been good. on unemployment eight times now in my life. Really, at, at varying lengths, everything from two weeks, two or three weeks, to now over a year. So, so do you know how unemployment works, and when you qualify, and when you don't? Well, years in the first time I was on on, on unemployment uh, here in Illinois. It, originally, they were very um, strict, so they would check up on you. You had to make phone calls. You had to show up at offices, uh, prove that you were looking for work. There was paperwork to fill out, things like that. So you couldn't, you didn't feel at least like you could take advantage of the system. Whereas fast forward to today, uh, you can sign up online on your own. You don't even need, you know, the HR of the previous job you worked at or anything like that. Really? You don't even talk with them ever again. You sign up online, you fill out a few boxes, and mm-hmm. they send you the money. You just certify every two weeks, and they send you the money. And uh, it's just a quick, it's like a 13-point, you know, yes or no bullet, like, you know, survey that you fill out each every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it asks you things like, you know, did you work this week? Uh, did you look for work? I mean, who wouldn't lie on that form, <laughs> you know, especially when there's no follow-up. Yeah. There's so no it's really just f- free money is what it is now. And I'm sure it's being abused, but uh, I'm, there's too many people on it now, as opposed to, you know, 15 years ago when the first time that I had to be on it. Right. Were you, was it easier then 15 years ago or is it easier now? Oh no, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's way, it's easier, way easier now. now there, there's no checks and balances from the from the recipient's end anymore and in fact it only it only gets easier and only more money is thrown at you if you have uh you know um children for example right if you're married uh if you're an immigrant that matters now and um like uh, a legal immigrant or like an illegal like you there are ways there are ways in illinois to receive unemployment benefits um, without being a full citizen. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I have family members. Like, even members. if you're not even in the process. Well, I have family members who, who've been coming to the States for years on a green card and working okay. here. So, they are paying taxes. I so, see. they deserve. Oh, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, how early are they allowed to get that and by how much? If it's the same, I don't, you know. For, yeah. in, I would defend my relatives in their case. In their case, it would be, I'd say, fair because they've been working and paying. Right for years, You're paying into the social sure. security. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, like, it's like they live here, really. Yeah. So, um, but you know, there's plenty of ways to. And in, in welfare, 
isn't just unemployment benefits. I mean, there's there's the EBT program, which is food, you know, basically the right. link card, um, as they call it in many states. And and that even that's been made easier. It used to be food stamps used to be a real thing. I remember having food stamps and having to collect them in person because they wouldn't really? they so wouldn't they send them in the mail. No, they, people would steal them and trade them, and and people did that anyway. So I used to get, I used to get confronted by homeless people on the street where I used to live on the north side of Chicago. Oh, when you went to pick up your stuff, they they, know. they wanted to tr- <laughs> oh well God. they wanted to trade they wanted to trade money for or food stamps for money. And usually it was you made mm. money. So like if they had fifty dollars in food stamps, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they would want like twenty five dollars in cash. So they would go. They would what they were really looking for was people who actually needed the money for food, so that they could buy liquor with cash. So yeah. it was really a way of like not laundering, but like transferring the value of, mm-hmm. of. So they did away with that. As far as I know, you can't get physical food stamps anymore. Now right, it's all not, done through a credit like card, a debit card. Kind yeah, of thing. it's a debit That's card. Cool. Yeah. I've yeah I've I've done uh, I've never been on uh, unemployment but I've uh, I was on survivor benefits because my father passed away when mm-hmm. I was uh, when I was real young and my mother she had she uh, was getting the social security through the the many jobs my father worked he would work like three jobs at a time at least he had his main job as like a draftsman worked at a bus garage and then he'd do um, uh, pizza delivery and then he'd do uh coach buses as well like on the weekends wow busy guy yeah it it, it was uh it was like almost a treat when i got to see him you know oh he that's gone nice so yeah. yeah he was gone so often but i did learn a lot from the, the um, my father he taught me a lot in the short time that we had and i'm very grateful for that but yeah so after he passed we were on uh survivor benefits which is like through social security so it's like what he would have gotten later in life when he turned 65 is when you get social security i I think that's that those benefits in in overall are the ones i'm most in favor with yeah um because that is the that's a tremendous blow i mean to a family oh yeah Yeah. he is the the breadwinner yeah you know my mother wasn't working at the time um she did work once in a while but once my sister was born uh she kind of stopped working became a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. she homeschooled us and stuff for like three years yeah you know it was it was a good time. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So, I I'm very judgmental, I guess, about or opinionated about the welfare program, and you know my meager understanding of it as far as it comes to the you know the specifics of it. But um, Illinois makes it really easy to be lazy, um, whether you've worked hard or worked or not worked at all. It, there there are so many programs. Now I say that, but at the same time, if you look. If you, if you look at what I would say is maybe like the back end, like the motivation behind a welfare program, I think overall the it, it goes back to historical evidence like the Romans in, in that um, it prevents a lot of negative things in society. Right, right like thieves and, well, and serious, desperation crimes. Yeah, it, well, all crime I think is made out of desperation. But yeah, exactly. It, it redu- and it also is an effort to reduce um, pregnancy out of wedlock. Uh, so in in its original implementation in this country, okay, it wasn't just to help those down on their luck. It was to attack out of wedlock pregnancies and to promote uh, double parent families, so that okay. there were less orphans, there were less oh, because you'd get a benefit for having a kid, right? And what's interesting, um, you know, on my own, I thought of, I've thought about it and. One thing this country, America, doesn't have that many countries in the world do is mandatory military service. Yes. Right? Which and is, I think, that's a good thing. I do think it's a good thing. And part of that, part of the reason I think it's a good thing is because it, in a way, it gives some future to orphans, right? Whether you consider military service a positive or negative thing, yeah, that's it does <laughs> mean that derelict young people have an option have an option and serving in the military gives you discipline it gives you lots of new benefits and really it should give you hope it should turn you into a purpose purpose yeah and i think without that i think that's why welfare if i was going to if if we're going to argue this i think welfare in america is out of control and i think that's a big reason why because you've got a lot of orphaned or uh, abandoned children growing up without parents you know, created out of wedlock, and where are they going to go? They're going to go, but they go to the streets. That's yeah. what it seems. So you, you know? think that welfare is helping too much 
And by helping too much is perpetuating laziness in I, a sense of not no. wanting to go out and find work because it's easier to to collect the un- unemployment and whatever. Well, I whatever would, other yeah. benefits they can. Well, I would say that it. it I mean, it has deteriorated um, the purposeful citizen. All right, and by that I mean someone who uh, participates in society in a meaningful way, in a positive way. You put something in to get something back, mm-hmm. right? That's the that's the you know our feeble attempt at, at decency as i've said before like i think that's important but because we have less fo- less things i mean as far as i know we have le- we seem to have less of a focus on fixing or making a person not fixing necessarily but, yeah, but creating a purposeful yeah. citizen and so welfare has gotten has inflated it's gone way out of control and i mean what's the future going to bring because of that right I think so, that's why our country is in debt because we owe so much money to foreign countries okay. and companies, and that's why they're gained, they've gained control of our laws. Well, we, our, it's also harder to be a company in America, oh yeah, than it is to be a company be. somewhere else. You know, because it's going to be cheaper to go, you know, have all your factories in China than it is to have them here. I've lost a job that way. I mean, I lost my machining job because of that i the company i worked at had been there had been a company in america for over 150 years wow machining parts so um you know that's almost to the civil war and they so they lost basically their business they had to sell it bit by bit because of cheap labor in mm-hmm. china mainly you know to make their parts in china and part of that meant that you know that that affects our economy Right. Yeah. Even local. Sure. Even locally. Or it starts gotta, locally. You got to have more exports than imports. That's the only way you're going to make money as a country. Well, now it's cheaper to make things somewhere else and then import them and sell them here, even if the company is run here. But I mean, companies were leaving the state back then, left and right. Oh, I, mean, I would be a civil even, engineer, or not a civil engineer, but a mechanical engineer right now, had that not happened because they wanted to put me through school. Oh, really? So you're it affected company, my life directly in a big to, way. To, they were your education they so liked me a lot yes they were impressed with me um all the even the owners of the company met me they wanted me to be part of their the future of their company yeah the only time i ever hear that happening is uh professors who need a doctorate like they need a phd so the school will pay for their education to, so that they can work at that school yeah it's done all the time you know, people are offered things like that all the time. At like other companies too, besides all kinds. I mean, even really? yeah, even when I worked in construction, um, they suggested I actually it was suggested to me by someone who was high up working for uh, CDOT, which is the Chicago Department of Transportation, that I switch companies from the one I was working with at the time to to try and get that kind of a benefit. You know, with the newer, bigger company because they felt that I could easily be. You know, or that I should be a civil engineer, not easily. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, not, it's it all not comes easy. With hard work, but some people are, are more adept at putting their well. I the nose to don't the like. Yeah, I don't like toot my own horn, but I definitely I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that some of the people I worked with, especially when I was an inspector, though educated with years of experience, were not as good at me as me and the job that we were doing well, or I think maybe they things, cared less too I don't one know. of my favorite things to do marco is to call you lazy because you hate it so much because I can't it's stand so that. untrue because you're one of the hardest working people i've ever met well and <laughs> nice nice compliment <laughs> let me open that up with bringing them down and pissing them off and then i'll slide out with the compliment <laughs> <laughs> you know that's how that's how i do you know we got to give the backhand what compliment. a schmoozer <laughs> so you do got good pickup lines you just got to aim them and women. <laughs> oh. oh, that's why the guy's like, see, I don't. I was trying to figure out why I keep attracting this. I'm like, I don't want that. I know. So if you think that people can uh, tend to be more lazy than if it's made easy for them through like welfare, would you like the idea of a universal basic income? Or do you think that's like just going to well, be way too much? That's 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 both a, a relative that's both a rel- like a relevant rather conversation as much as it is an irre- not irrelevant but a completely different argument or topic to talk about conversation. Oh, you think it's a way different than welfare? Well, because here's the thing. I think I again, Mr. Expert talking, but I think that if 
they want to improve the negative or remove a lot of the negative that I think exists with a welfare system in America, especially here in Illinois, then an effort needs to be put forward to sort of police it or, or an effort rather not police it as much, but to actually put people back into work. Cause I, you know, I see different numbers online, but it has to be something close to under 10% of the money being spent on welfare is towards a, a, a job program, right? And they have a job program here in Illinois. Okay. But it's just a sign up. It, 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 it you know, it used to bug you. Like, like I said, back years ago, 15 years ago, the job program in Illinois, when you were on employment, would send you mail, you'd get phone calls. Um, I went on a free, the state still offers them, but there's, depending on your situation and background, uh, work background, I mean, you can get um, free education, like uh, trade education, right. like learning how to do like you know trade jobs, like like I did machining like, things or like, like heating and uh, heating, cool, yeah, cooling air ducts, stuff like HVAC stuff. stuff, yeah. So and they're 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 free classes, or at the le- at the most you pay like a couple hundred dollars. Like back then, the most expensive one was like five hundred bucks, but you could actually get a lot of that money well, back. And there's it's like yeah, a grant. There's, there's good money in heating and cooling and plumbing and electricians like that is a that is a very viable career field because no it is there's many that no are robot's going to take that away anytime soon right well and the thing like the point i'm making i guess is that it's still there but the recipient right the citizen has to go and want to look for it because before they would come to you with it yeah and they've stopped doing that i don't even get i think the only thing i get now every now and then is like once a month they send me an email saying reminding me that i'm signed up for the job program but now the job program is just a really sort of bizarre and weak listing of available jobs i mean i could find work 10 times faster and easier by just using google so it's pointless so there are they more like uh the jobs they're offering you like uh sales like a cashier and stuff like that. it's just random it's just it's 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 not actual help it's jobs i could find on my own with little effort yeah so they don't take into your jobs i could approach well they don't even help you get the job i mean there's no that that would be something like that'd be one thing i would do so if i if you're unemployed let's say right and even if you aren't trying to look for work or you're not doing a great job looking for it like you're lazy or whatever the Mm -hmm. situation is the state should have some effort in helping you kind of push you back into work. And one way of doing that, one way of once, you know, small way of doing that would be um, allowing people who are unemployed to apply for a job with some representation from the state. So the employer would know that this is someone who's unemployed, mm-hmm. but has worked before. Like a reference. Right? Like a reference. Yeah, like a reference from the state. Okay. And that could involve some important other you know, variables like a background check on you. And, you know, it should it should be affected by who you are yeah. and what you've done. But to have a reference in that way, I think, would be maybe not the strongest, but it's something. Yeah. Right? No, because if you're starting from zero or you, you're laid off, you got nothing to go in right now. And then, well, that's just it. Yeah. I think I – think, uh, even though I'm anti-socialism and anti-communism, uh, for the most part, I think uh, a system like, you know, a way of keeping of, of a worker having a record like they do in communist countries, similar to that, um, I think is a good thing. Yeah. I think I think you should worry, in other words, of like your state resume, you know, about, yeah. and when it should speak for you when you go to when you try to get a, improve your life and get a better yeah. job. Um, now, of course. That record's going to record mistakes as well, but we're all human, and I think because of that, employers. I mean, look, and people who hire, and I've done it myself, even though it wasn't a business I owned. Mm-hmm. You you look for reliability, right? And you need people that you know, or at least you hope, believe, will make you money or continue right. to help you make money, and that and that is relevant, in my opinion, and I don't think it's debatable, but it's relevant at any level of hiring of work and so that's what i think the, i think especially in illinois that needs to be done yeah um, i think reliability on your employee employee is important but i think also a lot of employers just hire warm bodies to fill a spot for a, a few months and then they're just a revolving door well that's retail yeah that's amazon yeah i mean it, in fact i'm sure to their bottom line it's a way of in, in making more money because yeah, they don't because have to, they have they to don't pay have to give you a raise. raise. Yeah. <laughs> or not, you have no anything. value and they like that. You yeah. know? But for, for Amazon, like, you know, they're not a, like a storefront kind of business, but like your old traditional retail, you know, like 
Office Max or Walgreens or places like that, it does matter. You need to have a proper hiring service. And a lot of those places don't. Not saying those two don't. Maybe Office Max. They're pretty terrible. But Walgreens, my experiences have always been good for the most part. Yeah, I've always had a good experience with them. So with I think universal basic income would be great because you could cut a lot of other social programs and it's substituted with like a thousand dollars a month to the to your people because that will like lift them out of the poverty line because the poverty line is twelve thousand uh, a year. So get them right there at the top. So you're not at the bottom per se. You have something to coming to you and you could save that or you can use that on other things. Right, but what makes you think that unemployment uh, benefits, or as they call it here, unemployment insurance or welfare, or, or you know, TANF, whatever you want to call it, what makes you think that program would would be eliminated? Because that program makes money. For who? For like the people that are just doing. Well, it, what do or... people do with money? They spend it. Yeah, but and they're you... more likely to spend money they didn't earn. And that, and that's part of, that's part of the reason, that's another reason I think that welfare is out of control. And also you talked about raising the poverty line raises a lot of things and it doesn't, it, it actually causes more trouble, I think, than it helps. Because when you raise the poverty line, like one argument some politicians will make is that raising the poverty line and, and what they're really talking about that when they say that is raising what is considered to be poor. Right. Okay. In, in America. And if that number, in, in theory, on paper, if that number goes up, so like right now, I think it's in Illinois, it's like 1500 under, under $1,000, $1,500 a month is considered poor. Right. And so let's say, for example, if you raise that line from 1500 to 3000 right? So now you can argue and say, well, everybody making less than $3,000 a month is poor, except that that isn't true. So what happens is you're giving money now. You're offering benefits to people who are making enough money to survive on, let's mm-hmm. say. Right. But are now have more money to spend. And I think I think that's the real goal is getting money into people's hands to spend. Because that's who – I mean, these laws are pushed – are lobbied for, right? And lobbyists are – corporations they're they're rich businesses right that want to influence the laws of a country they do business in yeah and that includes america oh, so absolutely. i don't think that i think that causes more trouble and it just makes it just makes the people manipulating it richer it doesn't really serve us well who's manipulating when you have a, a base right if it just stays constant at a thousand dollars a month but you're talking about raising that, that no line. no 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 what i'm saying is you're raising the people out of poverty into the to that line you're not raising but you don't eliminate poverty when you raise the poverty line in fact i'd say you, you probably create more and, and, and actually yeah that's exactly what you're doing is creating more poverty because you're saying that anyone under that because if you're saying everyone under our line that line is poor right then increasing it just means you increase the number of poor on paper by law well when you you know it, would, it could stay the same then by that way you're saying it wouldn't increase more having more people impoverished. No, it automatically because, increases it. No, no, because people would be coming out of the the current line. But then, if you're just saying you're creating a new line, then the other people that were at the below also raised because everyone's getting this getting a thousand, and not just like not just people who aren't making enough money. Everyone. So, but then, okay, with the uni- you're still wrong, <laughs> but with a <laughs> universal fine. with a universal income, yeah. Um, you have – we're not ready for – we haven't even begun that change. Or maybe we have we in have. some small no, way. We, we, but there was a – Andrew Yang was running on that. And he, he was got, he got pretty far. Yeah, but I don't know. That's a very complicated – just thinking about universal income is making my mind explode because – we don't even work you, you first of all you need you need a production you need a how how does how are jobs being transferred to robots right you you need that to happen in a large it needs to be almost like a robotic takeover which we are nowhere near i mean no but like i mean truckers are going to be replaced within a, a few years like it's they're not happen. they're that's not going to happen you don't think that no. that automation of cars are they're going to introduce it and well it'll exist but it's not taking over there's no way there's no way well there'll be the last mile still for sure for a while like in in complex cities and you know narrow streets and all that stuff and, i think the and, only and loading way... bays and things like that like that's still going to be need, needed but you're going to still take away a bunch of jobs through that you're not you're still going to need an operator 
So the truck driver isn't going anywhere in an automated truck. He's still in the truck. Or a remote location, like a drone. Well, drone, a drone is a total... I mean, when you say drone, I think of something that flies. That's a completely different story. Right, uh, but an I'm automated just saying vehicle it's, a on the loca- road. it's a remote location you can work from. Yeah, but even that, I mean, drones are limited. To. Drones are limited far more than a, than a vehicles are because they fly through the air. There's more restriction in airspace than there is on ground. Right. I was just comparing a remote driver. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. Even with remote, even with vehicles run by programs, there's still an operator. So you still have the truck driver, but which you, means you still have at that point, insurance that you have to worry about. You still have, and I mean, not for the driver, even though he would have benefits, I'm sure, but for the company that has to employ that driver. And you can, I can already make an argument for wanting to pay that, that person more, which of course the companies don't want to do. So how useful is the automation at that point? Are they really saving time? Because if they're saving time, then of course they're making money. But how much more of the money they've made has to go into well, they're, they're, they're the operation? Cut a lot of drivers, though. No, they won't. Because yeah, because you won't have to have a driver the whole way across you, country. So so then what? You have to pay someone to sit around and wait to be picked up by a robot truck. That's, That's why there'll be less of them. No, that because won't they won't happen. have to pay as many people. I don't think there's no way that would happen. You, there's no way you're going to have vehicles on the road completely unmanned. No oh, way. It's yeah, I I. It seems like it's it would gonna be, happen. I think it would be a it would be such a low percentage of where that would occur. I mean, like you know, maybe in like the entirety of the U.S. warehouse is, to warehouse in a desert. You know what I mean? That, that is most of the U.S. is open open road. And it doesn't land matter. And there's not you know we have so much empty space in between cities. No, what company is going to take that risk? They're not going to take it. There's no way. Uh, it seems it seems like it's going to happen. So I think that universal I think your income will help that though. So you have. You have something to fall back That's on. That's not though, where I think universal income will need to occur. Where universal, so if we're talking about like losing jobs, where jobs are getting lost is in manufacturing. And that's already been happening for a long time because of what we mentioned earlier, right, which outsourcing. is outsourcing. Okay. So in order for, there's really kind of two options here. I mean, outsourcing can become such a problem, and maybe it already is. But it could become such a problem for maintaining, uh, for combating our unemployment that we need a universal income, which that we need a universal income because we've outsourced too much of our jobs, too many of our jobs. Okay. And that doesn't need necessarily mean, you know, the automation. It just means outsourcing, period. Okay. Now, if for some reason it becomes, you know, fruitful, right? Uh, prosperous or oh, I'm missing the word I want to use, but if for some reason it becomes useful to bring jobs back to the United States, but to automate them, then you start to have an argument that's stronger, but that's not going to happen either because it doesn't, an automatic job, a job replaced by robots or machines doesn't mean it's a, it's a cheaper operation necessarily. And, and one thing we know for sure is that companies don't want to have workers in the United States. U.S. citizens have too many laws protecting them. They have too many rights, right? They have too many benefits. They have too many ways to defend themselves. Whereas in other countries like China and Thailand. Yeah, they got no, no rights. There's no <laughs> rights. India, they, yeah. you know, they can do whatever they want to their, their populace. And that's, you know, even I would imagine it has to be difficult, even if you're a moral, you know, CEO of a of a of, an, of a corporation. You how do you compete? You have to compete to stay alive, right. and your competitor is always going to undermine you. They're always going to look for cheaper labor. Yeah, well, I mean that's capitalism at work, though. Well, it is. So. I mean, <laughs> and that's just the world. That's never going to change. Yeah. Whether you call it capitalism or not, that's well. Never I'm not changing. saying capitalism is an evil thing. I'm no, just I'm saying just saying that, in general. that is a side effect of capitalism. Is that people will try and find the cheapest way to make things, and that they'll they'll uh, manipulate it. Right? They'll take advantage. Yeah, but all this comes, and I agree. And but this all comes back to why I don't think um, a universal income is anywhere close, other than the the shadowy you know, version that we have now through welfare. Because, I mean, essentially that's what it is. Because when you can be on unemployment as you can in Illinois for years, um, that's essentially what it is. And that's why I was saying some people, I know some people that are, are they're on unemployment, 
but also receiving pandemic benefits and they're working for cash. Right. So, you know, they're triple dipping, right? And hey, I'm not judging yeah, good so, for them. But, but if you've got a universal basic income, they can't triple dip. True. But again, you can't just apply a universal income out of the blue with, with no foundation for what is the, how are you going to, where's the value? Where's the value for the person in that? So what's your purpose then in society? So I, I think it's very good for like, uh, for when I was in college, right? I, I was no longer receiving any health insurance from my, my dad's uh, benefits and I was no longer receiving anything, any monetary income, but yet to survive, my mother was still, was still paying for all the things I needed. You know, because I didn't right. have a job at the time. You know, I was in school. And uh, so I think a universal basic income would be amazing for that. I could live and I could have food in my pantries. There was, there was when I first went to, to school, my mom was in the hospital. She almost died, right? She had she, her lower intestine burst in two different spots. And it was pretty touch and go there for a little bit. So I didn't have anything. Like I had no food. I, I had... I was eating rice and bacon out of a out of a plastic bag, like once, like in a while. Like I barely had anything. I looked literally pretty close to a Holocaust victim. Like I had, you could see my ribs, like like through like my sternum and all around. It was gross. And I think that a universal basic income would help people in that kind of situation a lot because that's like. Well, then you're still talking about welfare then. Because a universal basic income has to be based on you still being a purposeful laborer in some way even if you're not actually laboring you have to be contributing somehow because otherwise it's just welfare it's just free money or money money based on a taxed income right so where's your income in that in in, in that situation that you gave a lot of people go through a lot of bad things but the help you wanted or did receive still is a welfare that wasn't an income that wasn't a universal basic income right I'm, but i'm saying a universal basic income would have helped me in that situation. what would have been your purpose what would be your contribution you couldn't contribute it goes to everyone that's why it's a it's unconditional it's, it's it can't be unconditional why what do you mean why why can't it be because you lose, what about like stay-at-home moms right? because then you just you just you fall into where we already are which is you inflate your debt because you have you have no foundation the money, the the per, the person getting the money has no purpose. They have no labor. They don't have. They have no income. They're just taking. If you just take, then you're constantly loaning. If you're constantly loaning, then you're constantly selling. If you're constantly selling, then you're constantly losing control. And that's where we are right now. We've basically sold our country because of our welfare, because of our need to curb crime or curb pregnancy or curb population or whatever the, the whatever at base which is at base the fundamental issues that no one ever really wants to talk about right you're never going to see a politician come out and complain well you know what we really need to do is have less people who who would back that person that's like saying well we need to go kill you know 10 percent of the population so the rest of us don't suffer i think but I that think is there are people out there that is behind the pro that is the source of our problem but I think population. there are people out there that would back him. Not saying he'd get far enough to become any no, political no, figure that, no, that's that, worth and that's those. not my point. I'm talking like, about majority, right? You need majority for change. I mean, that's what we're talking about is right. change. Um, so no, we're we're nowhere near uh, a universal basic income. And there, even in countries where they do technically have that, um, well, we the, have the, the humans have the humans that live there have almost no rights. We have we do it in in Canada not Canada we don't we don't own there and uh, the one state that's next to it uh, Alaska Alaska they have a universal basic income and they've had it for forty years. Okay, but you, this is a numbers game. So I was going to mention this earlier when you were giving the example of you being in college. How many people, the majority of people that exist in, this, in the United States are not people are not college students that need help, right? And that's right. important to note because. Like you mentioned in Alaska, if we're if Alaska is being treated like its own separate company or company, a country, they have a much lower population, right? So everything is lower than the demand, need, and work. It's all it's all much controllable. It's a more controllable um, example, right? Situation. But when you start to have too much of something, when everything's inflated, that's when you lose control. That's where that kind of thing doesn't help. So you're talking about inflated go. by the the amount of people that are on yeah it. the okay. amount of humans. I didn't know period. Human. Yeah. Wait. Exactly I mean, everything else inflates physically. because there are too many humans, basically. 
So I don't, th- I mean, because other, pe- I've heard other, pol- I've heard politicians make that argument all the time. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's an old, Be- but even Nixon, Nixon was this close from getting it in. And it was, it was, uh, it was either the, was it the House of Representatives, they wanted it to be more. And that's the only reason it didn't go get passed. I just, I'm not, I'm, I'm already a skeptical person, but I am on my guard when something is done, is sold through altruism or in a charitable way as though it will save the many, it'll help the many, but there's no evidence of how. And when an argument is made that it works here in this small country or this small state, that is, that's a, that's a game to me. That's a head fake. That's just trying to get my emotions involved so that I'll agree with such a significant change without any any articulation or rather investigate you know articulate investigation of what's really going on by that that big of a change in society and that puts me on my guard and I don't trust it and because I, I know well, there's more you, to it than that do you think it's more dangerous than what's going on now or do you think it's just yes the same? I think it's the next I think it's the next stage of 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 dominance of control of, of tyranny really i don't think it's a good thing i think it's a bad thing it sounds good but it's appealing only to the emotions of people that want more money who doesn't want more money for less responsibility or no responsibility but that's dangerous that's not that's not a healthy world to live in so do you think it would be better to have the the programs we do have and to to amplify them or do you think that they they need to be cut they need no uh, or it, just keep keep the same. Well, that's just it. it to, to prevent any tampering and worsening of any situation. Look, everything that needs to be properly handled requires the skill of a surgeon, and we don't operate that way because because we're not robots. <laughs> no, because the 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 idolization or not the idolization, but the the true pat uh, like what's the word I'm looking for the. The true empathy for man doesn't exist when it comes to controlling society, to to developing society. It comes it comes down to numbers, population, and 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 a resource, and 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 power and money. I mean, that's the those are the bottom lines. Those are the things that drive the tens, the hundreds of millions of us being allowed to exist, basically. Allowed to exist. Allowed, yeah. You so by who? By the government or well, there's a lot of different. There's there's more than one entity. The government is, to me, governments are. Well, I mean, it's not like um, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything, or just like I, you know, to me, a government is more of a tool, and it should be a tool of the people. But right. it's a tool. It's not a tool of us, the people. It's a tool of people above us, right? So yeah. companies, banks. Really, I think the two main entities controlling this world right now are conglomerates and credit unions. Uh, what's a conglomerate? Cl- I can't even say the word. Conglomerate is yes. uh, is like an alliance of corporations. Okay, right? it's a it's a it's a group of really powerful rich people. Okay. who affect everything. They affect you know society in in general. I guess you'd say the laws that are that exist. The the uh the right all the lobby lobbyists yeah like tobacco and you know and then you got what do you got what was the the big three it's like tobacco food and then uh was energy that was the other three the other one yeah they're like the the big oh uh, food food is another another discussion what's happening to farmers around the world right now is disgusting you know but that's another discussion that's, that's so weird that like farmers uh they don't so okay to me the most like value professions are ones that promote your society and health and growth and everything, which would be farmers, right? You can't live without food and education. Like teachers are so important to our future. Like you need to have proper institutions to to be able to, you know, progress your society to greater heights. I think what is taught is more important than teacher. Well, that yeah, but the teacher's the one te- teaching, right? You can't. You're not gonna. It's very difficult for most people to learn on their own. Well, no, I, I hear what you're saying, but I like you hear this often in, in the news, right? That, you know, teachers don't get the support they need or they're under attack. I think what's really there, it's badly worded. What's really under uh, scrutiny is the, the, the substance of what is being taught, the value of education. And it seems pretty poor. Um, I highly recommend everyone to read a book called Lies My Teacher Told Me. I'm, Sorry that I can't think of the author's name right now, 
but it is an exceptional book that helps you undrain all the bullshit you didn't realize you believed. Lies my teacher told me? Yeah, because it, it attacks the public school system in America um, by someone who is an extremely well-educated and well-informed person uh, that went over, that combed over a lot of different um, public school books and the information in them and 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 did the homework did the study did the research for all the lies the clear the clear you know clearly implied lies and all the misinformation that exists in public school books really yes because it's all propaganda i mean not all but it that's the main effort of of public school books and public schooling is is a propaganda for the com- the country you live in basically and um it's 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 depressing but boy is it eye opening and <laughs> yeah. uh it really opened my mind help you know among other books i've read it helped me to open my mind and really make me hungry for truth even though the truth doesn't set you free <laughs> you know it, <laughs> the truth is more like a, a like an encumbrance you know like a like a weight that's why we say the thinking man suffers because boy it's so much nicer to be ignorant <laughs> oh yeah because once you see the problems, right, what do you do? What do well, you do like once cipher. you see them? Like you can't, you don't have the resources to fix the world's problems yeah, and aggravating. make everything better. That's really one of the things that one of my favorite quotes is um, oh, the Rough Rider uh, president, you know, with the glasses and the mustache. Roosevelt? Yes, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. So he, one of his quotes is that uh, if you are... Uh, what is it? If you are complaining about a problem without a solution, you are just whining. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do that. <laughs> I guess we I'm a big that. whiner, but just that's yeah. just because I can't. I don't know the solution, and if I knew the solution, well, let's go do it. Let's go. Hey, if you got if you got the the the, the resources and the know how and how to fix everything, okay, let's go. Let's go fix this planet. Let's become a type one civilization and go mine some asteroids. Well, I think the only thing if we sur- if the human race survives long enough, I think the only thing that's going to help us, I think, I hope, uh, for the differences between cultures and and, and government, uh, is being able to colonize planets. You know what I mean? Like you'll like uh, what is that movie, Pitch Black, or one of its sequels where. You know, humans have colonized the universe, and so you know they're like, "There's a planet for for Muslims. There's an Islamic planet. And there's, okay. There's a there's a planet for hippies. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's a planet for necromancers. Like, you know, it's the science fiction, but yeah, that would yeah, that would solve a lot of problems. If like if if we could separate ourselves by great mm. that great a distance, then. I don't think that would help at all. I think you just have more technology to war with. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true too. But I that's think at the same we time, come together, you know, just meld it all. I don't think that's natural, though. I mean, okay, let me explain what I mean. I think that what we need more than than melting together is a respect for each other's differences, and the only way that's possible is by by respecting each other's space, and that can be dis- defined. In lots of different ways, yeah. right? I'm being very general. No. But what I mean is that we can celebrate, or we don't even have to celebrate, but we can accept each other's differences while we celebrate our own beliefs and lives, right? As long yeah. as we're not hurting others. Yeah. That's what really matters. That's where, the, that's where if any attack comes, either verbally or physically, it needs to come in controlling those whose beliefs hurt others, right? Yeah. So I think that is, that's the sweet spot because to me i'm not interested in being uh in the same space as someone who i don't get along with that doesn't make sense to me it doesn't mean i i hate that person right but i mean how many you work with people all the time you don't get along with that's part of life is that you're surrounded by people yes (laughs) yes but i don't live with them that way and working is an agreement up front i'm already saying i'm going to sacrifice this this belief or or, or this pride or this part of my ego because I'm getting paid to do a job and I'm going to do it with other people that I may not get along with or like. That's right. fine. That's a contract. But in my home, where I live. You mean your literal house, right? Well. Or do you mean your community? My community. Yeah. That is not, I, I am not forced. I should not be forced to be, um, you know, in the same space as another person that is causing trouble, let's say. Right. Well, yeah. If and someone's I, being violent and, and attacking or or 
causing literal problems. Well, it's, or yes, is trying I, to make I, things their way. I mean, that is how society and change my life. Works. Affect what I mean is like change change the rules that affect my rights. Right, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I'm not in favor of that. I, yeah, know? I can agree, but I don't think that has to be done to to be able to live next to others. You don't have to change other people. Well, no, that's beliefs. my point. But yeah, th- but that is still, happening. Though. That, that does occur, though. That's my, you know, if I was to argue, that's a problem I have with that belief that you brought up, that that sentiment, because I mean, like for example, if I mean, it's, I mean, we can get into it, but basically, I just think that we can respect each other's differences of who we are mm-hmm. without having to be in the same damn shoes. You know what I mean? Or for me to change laws or rules so that you have to change your life, that shouldn't be. You know, the, the the ground rules are set and then we should leave that alone. No, I agree. But I, don't, I also just don't see how that applies to, to a, you know, working together for a greater cause in any way. You know, it's the same thing as work or just mean? being in a city, you know, just being in a city surrounded by other people. You're going to deal with that's part of the social constr- uh, contract. That is a contract is by if you want to be a part of the. The society you have to work with others that you necessarily don't get along with. Well, yes, but that's what people. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. People try to certain groups try to take over or change things, right? Either directly or indirectly. Man, sometimes I feel like I don't live in this world because I just don't. Oh, I've often felt I, like I'm an alien. Like I used to joke, <laughs> like, when's the mothership going to come to get me? Yeah, I see it in the media. You know, they try and you know put their agendas forward. Oh well, main like, media is propaganda. That's all bullshit. But like. When I'm just walking around, I don't feel any pressures from outside sources. So maybe I just live in my own world. No, what, what, no, I agree. What you hear that that's practical, you can apply that, you know, that's a practical application or a way to, to recognize that, like, I believe that mainstream media, media is propaganda. It's, there's a lot of lying, misinformation, and bullshit. And it's dark and evil for that purpose. Yeah, it's just manipulation. You, You take what you hear and then you go and you just be with, other humans and you realize you know there isn't an outbreak of racism there isn't an outbreak of of bigotry you right. know what i mean in in the way that it's been painted for no, you i don't think it, it, it doesn't exist most people care about themselves <laughs> and their family <laughs> yeah and surviving they don't yeah. give a fuck about what you think no i agree with you know that. what i mean yeah it matters nothing so uh, for most right so it's just that's a, that's a huge lie and you know it's a lot of things are perpetuated, and it all affects, you know, our livelihoods in that in that sense. So, yeah, I guess there's no, there's no solution. <laughs> we just live in a dark world with nothing. Gets well, better. the solution to everything is balance. There's there's no, you know, apply this and again apply this. What I'm about to say practically, like when you're riding a horse, right? You're constantly solving little problems when you're riding a horse. Yes. You're not, you don't, you don't tell the horse at the beginning of riding, this is what I want from you because I gave you this perfect, this perfect command in my, in my perfect seat and you understood it right away. And now f- for the rest of the riding experience, everything's going to be perfect. Is that true? No, I get what you're not. saying, but you have I to also- constantly <laughs> apply yes. the balance, right? Right. It's yeah, all always about asking, right? You're, you're so that's the solution to anything in life. I think is that you can't eliminate the negative experience you can't and you can't only have the positive experience you're just constantly in the middle trying to make sure the negative doesn't take over to ruin the entire experience and you don't also want to lose your education by everything always being positive because that's the outcome when you over specialize anything you breed in weakness right when you over specialize in anything you breed in weakness yeah i wish that was my quote but i stole it from ghost in the shell Oh, it's such a good, it's a great anime. All of it, the movies and the the show. I mean, if you never had to test yourself with something, say like you opened up a book tomorrow to learn a new language. And when you were finishing, when you finished reading that book, you knew that language perfectly. You would never stumble on it. You would never have an error. Right. Right. But you'd also stop learning, that means. And then it would just make you lazy with the language. Who knows what would happen to the language then if you thought not not in in any real sense only only if you thought you were no longer creating errors you know what i mean if you thought the positive experience was always the only positive so that's where the balance is yin and yang it's in the middle that's the solution to anything is in the middle so do you think we're at the middle no 
So how do we get to the middle? I don't know. It? You don't know. <laughs> what am, God damn it! I'm not the. We're whining. Not again. the bodhisattva. <laughs> I'm not the. You know. <laughs> I don't have all the answers, man. I just. Yeah, uh, I know. I just have my. But angst. you are an intelligent man. No, I'm not. I'm you glad are. I impressed you, but. I basically we're all idiots, is the way I see it. Or no, I see us. You know what I believe? I believe that. Dement. We all suffer from dementia. It's just most of us can manage it. Like we're all crazy. Yes. But we just, most of us are good at managing it. Yeah, I can agree that I am crazy. <laughs> I mean, the human mind is just such a volatile, Well, weird, it's an interpretation of, of, of interpretations, yeah. right? Like my reality is way different than your reality. Just like the, the way I see things. Is, is it though? How, how could you is. know that without comparing? You can't because be in my head. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it, You can just do it with simple tests of like color, you know? You can just... We, we see color differently. I guarantee you. I can call something purple and you'll call it blue. Yeah, I don't think the, I don't think the variance is as great as you're making it sound. I think, I think human experience is highly comparable and that's why we understand each other for the most part, or we can learn to understand what, you know, what we mean, what our differences are, flatten out our differences, basically. I don't think, I don't think our individual human experiences is so unique. That you, each of us is experiencing a different movie. For example, I am a snowflake. All right, yeah, I'm a butterfly. <laughs> Sorry, I am special. I'm gonna clip your wings. You come at me with wings, I'm gonna clip them. <laughs> I'm like Stephen Wright. I kill butterflies in my spare time because they're arrogant. Because they're arrogant. Goddamn symmetrical bitches. All right. Well, I guess that's all we can really talk about with welfare and all we got for. Universal basic income, I think it's the best option, but I just think there's less corruption within universal basic income. I think there's more. I yeah, think, I, I think that's you what, offer... that's what, I've heard that argument too, because then it's like only one program to attack instead of several. Well, it's actually, well, it's not one program. That's the problem. It, it, it becomes the umbrella for all the current programs. And then in that sense, the new cover for anything added to it, because it makes it easy to now do what you want. Or easier, I should say. And by do what you want, I mean the government and its lobbyists make those changes. Or not the government's lobbyists, but the political groups that run our government and their lobbyists. Right. Yeah, it just seems like all, all good intentions lead down the road to ruin, no matter what you do. I think, well, I think you know what you, yeah, yeah. All good intentions pave the road to hell. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just said it differently. <laughs> well, then the balance is making sure the road is nice. Yeah. Clean up the litter. Clean up after <laughs> yourselves and have a great day. All right. You have a great day. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And have have a metal metal life. life.